Welcome to the Payfac Embedded Payments Podcast, brought to you by Payrix. As payments and software experts that eat, sleep, and breathe embedded payments, we're as passionate about you as you are about your customers. Each podcast episode will provide insights about embedded payments designed to help you fuel the transformation and growth of your software business. You'll learn from industry experts, Payrix customers, and leaders on the Payrix team about the latest trends, best practices, and real-world guidance from payments experts to help you take your software platform higher. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Payback Podcast, brought to you by Payrix. I'm your host, Bob Butler, and today I'm going to be talking with Tony Braden, the head of product and enterprise solutions for Payrix about the options Australian software providers have when choosing a payments model for their business. So, hey, Tony, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob. Nice to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. So just to get started, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your software and payments experience? Yeah, sure. I've been around a while and I've been lucky enough to ride the IT revolution over the past 35 years. Early years worked on bespoke HR and payroll systems then develop package systems that really could adapt to lots of different company requirements in Australia. And of course, ranged over the different types of machines at the time from mainframes, minis, and eventually through to PC-based and client-server techs. From there, we built a business, basically a consulting business, where we did bespoke add-ons for many large Australian corporate clients, again, around the payroll HR area. I was very lucky, on suggestion from my next-door neighbour at the time, he ran a recreation centre in Melbourne and he needed a front-of-house system with integrated POS and suggested we write one, which we did originally in DOS. Interesting. Yeah, we got it going and it made quite a difference to them. And over the time, we rewrote it as the technology got going, so from you know, over to Windows and other things. This eventually evolved to a product called Lynx, which became a market-leading software in the gym and recreation space in the Australasian market. and we actually took it across to the US, New Zealand and UK. In about 2009, we joined forces with some guys up in Brisbane that had great payment expertise and we started IntegraPay, where basically I moved across to and I've worked both on the business as a director and in the business managing product development, IT and other things. So I guess my career sort of progressed from the sort of developer BA in the early days through project management, product management and business governance. So I've been very lucky to have such a good career. Well, it sounds like you've seen it and probably heard it all at least over the past 30 plus years. How has payment software evolved specifically in the Australasian, New Zealand marketplace? Sure. So I'd say up until 15 years ago, bar a few exceptions, nearly all the card not present and particularly the card present transactions were dominated by the four banks in Australia. And since that's sort of got out of their domain, the evolution of payments in Australia has been dramatic and it's been a real blast to be part of it. Back in the day, with card not present, we literally captured credit cards and stored them the full pan, then printed reports weekly or fortnightly, which the admin person from the rec centre or gym would literally take down to the bank to process. Someone at the bank would sit there and retype or rekey each card and amount into a terminal. Talk about security. Unbelievable. It got better once they got to faxes, of course. (laughs) But reconciliation was done by bank statements that would come in literally posted the next week. So very difficult for the gyms to track who'd paid, who hadn't, those sorts of things. 
as the banks in Australia sort of improve their tech, we're able to send the reports over the wire as a file via modems and eventually to the internet, of course. Payment tech companies over here really started to evolve, I guess, mid-first decade of 2000, where they could add value by offering recurring scheduling, single points of integrations for schemes, bank debits or ACH as you know it, and e-commerce for shopping carts. So it's really sort of got going from there. In the card present or POS world, the banks have really kept tight control over that. And until recently, integrations to POS was through installed software on clients. It was a really bad experience and very costly in support and implementation. So businesses often just didn't bother doing the integration, particularly the SaaS companies. It wasn't. It was just too expensive. So they literally had a payment device and ran their business on a separate software. That's right. And then still wait for the statement to come in the next day so they could do their reconciliation. I guess now we live in the world of terminals built on phone technology and wallet payments and alternate payment methods. It's much, much more accessible and a much better experience for everyone. It's interesting for me anyway that the bridge between card present and card not present is really only starting to happen. They've really run as separate transaction lines. And I think that's going to make quite a big difference to security and ease of use for starting recurring payments in SaaS products. So when you think about the gap in the market, obviously Australia, different market, how did all of that lead you to founding IntegraPay? Yeah, from the SaaS side with Lynx before we had IntegraPay, I guess, we had to maintain different file formats and connections to each of the four banks. And every time we did implementation, we had to educate the merchants on how to connect and how to send their files and all that sort of stuff. And receiving results back was either manual reports in different formats. So it was not something that was easy to reconcile for the gyms. IntegraPay gave a single point of integration and an easy method of receiving results. Aggregated settlements, therefore easier reconciliation. So just gave a much easier implementation. And in the end, we didn't have to educate as much the merchants or the clients on the other side. IntegraPay basically took away the management of the different banks. It was more secure. Support was so much cheaper for Lynx because we didn't have all those connection problems. So the benefit was easy and it was easy to sell to the merchants. Easier, safer, you know, less work, more accurate. It was a good call. That's really interesting, Tony. So can you describe a couple of use cases early on that confirmed you had something pretty unique with IntegraPay for the Australia New Zealand market? Yeah, sure. So Lynx and Lynx Pay was the first integration we did. It was built for Lynx, which was the gym and rec center software. And it was really moving from a market staple in Australia and New Zealand and the US without Lynx having to rewrite new connections every time it went to a different geographical area, different currency, or moving between switches in Australia. For Lynx, we didn't have to learn all the different banking systems and legislation. We could just use IntegraPay to manage all that, and Lynx could get on with what it did best, which was gaining healthy income, not only through selling and growing its rec business, but also, you know, there's a transaction volume increase, so did the revenue from that as well. So following the success of Lynx, IntegraPay, we basically went out and found other partners in other industries like IT management, SaaS, trade services, and we found that not only could we help them transact in Australia, but the ability to jump to other countries, New Zealand being the usual first stopping point for an Australian SaaS company, and then the US, 
without them having to rebuild all the integrations and relationships worked really well. Some had extra requirements as we went through, so 3D secure, automated, resubmits, follow-up communications, all those sorts of things we built in. And what happened was the partners all got value from that, not just the individual one that made the request. So our product grew. I mean, it sounds like what you built was new and unique and special, especially in the Australian market. And so that's certainly what we saw when we were looking from the Payrix point of view to go into the Australian market. But bringing it to the current day, you start to think about software providers that are out there. What should they be considering for their customers when thinking about an integrated payment solution? I think what they should be looking to do is to take a lot of the pain of payments away from having to develop themselves. So if it was me, I'd be looking for a single point of integration, so not have integrations for different payment types, those sorts of things or for different countries, it should be a single point of integration, that connection and support of payments in the countries that they want to grow to. So easy onboarding of merchants, and this is really important, as they bring their customers and try and get them onto the payments, they really need an easy boarding mechanism for the merchants through the provider. Obviously, security goes without saying that payments needs to be very secure, and that cost of security should be something that is taken away from the SaaS provider and really provided by the payment solution. Another important thing is the company they're working with should have a lot of payments expertise and that should be accessible. So it shouldn't be just, here's an API, go and build it. The other thing, of course, is the revenue stream that's going to come from using the particular integrator. From a functional point of view, obviously you need card schemes, card present and card not present, bank debits or ACH for recurring payments. As we get into the alternate payment world, Absolutely need them, Apple Pay, Google Pay, but also some of the specialty ones like BPay in Australia. And I'd be looking for a company that's innovating. So looking at things in omni-channel card schemes, enhancements in Australia, new payments platform. That's really important. Well, that's quite the list. When you think about how should a company, a software company, measure integrated payment success from their point of view? There's probably a few metrics, the obvious measurements, transactions, process, rejection rates, those sorts of things. And obviously, uptime and availability, payments has got to be ready 24-7, 365. I think measurement also is getting their merchant onboarding and making sure that that happens quickly. It's almost essential to get them up and processing as soon as possible while they're interested. So a slick onboarding process is necessary. Again, Looking at the company and the innovation, making sure there's always product scope improvement. I guess the ultimate measurement is client retention and usage. If the clients are happy, that's what you want. Absolutely. We've talked a lot about your background, the history of the company. What do you think software providers should be considering as they look to take payments global? Like, is there anything like the three points that you would say when you're thinking about going global from a software company's point of view? What should they be? Look, I think it's really important to have a single point of integration and not have to reintegrate every time you're bouncing across countries. So being able to process in multiple countries and currencies is really important. Local presence, I think, makes a difference so that there's someone in the company that really understands the nuances of the payment industry in that country. Innovation, I know I bang on a bit about that, but in particular in this industry, if the product's standing still, it's actually falling behind. And I guess, really, these companies should be looking at their payment providers as true partners 
it's mutually assured success. So find a payment partner that will actively help your business, just not leech off the number of transactions you produce. I think that probably sums it up. Uh, That's great. And I couldn't agree with you more on all of those. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave the audience today? Payments is becoming more and more important in all SaaS businesses. And there's a lot of noise and a lot of companies going in different directions. But what you're really looking for is SaaS is not just local, but global. And you should be looking for global partners to take you on the trip around the world. I couldn't agree with you more, Tony. So I really want to thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Bob. It was good fun. You know, I know we're both big believers in sharing knowledge and experience. So I really appreciate you helping us kick off our global integrated payments track on the PayFact. At Payrix, we want to be a trusted resource for software providers who are out there trying to make sense of integrated payment offerings and to help them get the education they need to make the business decisions their customers and key stakeholders will thank them for. Thank you for joining us today on the PayFac Embedded Payments Podcast, brought to you by Payrix. For more information about embedded payments, subscribe to our show at payrix.com slash podcasts. 